Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bonus number two. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, if you do that kind of thing. I know a lot of you are international. Just enjoy this second bonus. Part two of my set at the Bell House in Brooklyn from September 2014. And again, brought to you commercial free. But I'm going to ask you again, have you gone to bobblebar.com and looked at the Jen Kirkman collection? I think you should. Go to my website, jenkirkman.com. Right there on the homepage is all the info that you would ever need. Buy yourself or a woman in your life one of my fun necklaces for Christmas and do it now because sometimes the shipping can take a couple weeks. So do it, do it, do it. Sometimes it just takes one week. Listen, you figure it out. Go make yourself a necklace and enjoy this week's episode live from New York from September 2014. You think I know one fucking Beyonce song? I'm glad you put. Hey, yes. Uh, are you into it or not? Is it, or is it a game? Are the gay people here? Yeah. Wait, the whole audience is gay? Wait, wait, wait. I have gay fans? Wait. Beyonce sucks. Yes, are you gay? No. Wait, who's the guy that yelled Beyonce sucks? Is he gay? Yeah. And it's valid. Fuck you. I hate her too. Hate her. Not talented. Not talented. Whatever language you want to say it in. Not a talent. I only like Madonna, so it's like whatever. If you're not now, listen. Does she put on a good show? Sure. Yes. So did fucking George Bush and Dick Cheney when they made it a rock. I'm just saying, all kinds of shows can be put on. Hitler, great speaker. All kinds of. show, but very interesting. <laughs> She's just not my style. I don't like pop music. I used to be a punker, and um, now I'm not. But whatever. So who cares? The point is, God bless, let her do her thing. I love that she did the feminist thing, because I think it's come to that, where you need to stand in front of a sign that says feminist. And young <laughs> girls are like, I'll do feminist. <laughs> like, if that's what it takes, fucking great. Like, they're like, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to order it next time. 
time at the ice cream place. You go, girl. So, but when I said the Jay-Z Beyonce thing, like, I don't even know why I know. I mean, I know I worked on a pop culture show, but I swear I would have known anyway. Just, like, someone knocks on your door in the morning and just goes, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce might be divorcing. And then they put it in, like, everyone knows. I don't know because I'm like, oh, I got to read this detail. Oh, I got the law document here. It's 50 pages long, and I have no life of my own, and no one that loves me, so I read about these two. Like, the way that someone in a party can just go, you always are so in the loop. Fuck you. Isn't there something about that? You're always so in the loop. I wish I could be in a loop, but I'm doing real things with my time, like caring for a child and having a husband, but you're just flitting around and getting your nose in everyone's business. You have no life of your own, so what you do is you read the tabloids, and these two singers or rappers or whatever they do, I don't know. stupid fuck and my mind is a mosaic the way all of ours now with phones and all that kind of shit so I can think about the afterlife I can think about war and I can also know that these two people might be putting on a front so they're tour fucking ends sorry that you can only think about one thing because you have baby brain I have baby brain then they brag then they act like you're a dumb shit then they brag I have baby brain what's that it's what happens to your brain after you have a baby well don't fucking have a baby then if you want. I, I don't know I don't settled it. Like, can you imagine? I can't fly from New York to LA with like like 19 complications where I'm like, that was hard. People didn't know what was on the other side of the country and they went in caravans and they had babies. They were like, we gotta stop, I got baby brain. I have baby brain. I can't remember. We have that thing, that phone that puts the times and stuff and you put that in there and you have to use your brain and you look at the phone and then that's when you get the alert about Jay-Z and Beyonce and so you can do it all. The other one is uh, if they ask you, like, if you say something, because everything's online. Did you see what David Letterman said about Robin Williams? It was so touching. I can't stay up that late. You fucking contact me either. <laughs> Watch it at 7.30. My God, we're talking about someone who killed themselves, and now, now I just want to murder you. <laughs> I can't stay up that late. Oh, no one can. It's not because you're a fucking hero. It's because you're 40, and so am I. Nobody's staying up late. <laughs> Mick Jagger has a kid. You ever see him going, I didn't stay up late. He stayed up late, and his kid's fine, and everyone's gorgeous. <laughs> Maybe you should stay up late so your kid's not a fucking nerd like you are at a party. <laughs> all the fucking time. So you know when you're out, you, you, let's say you're away from your computer all day, right? And then you have a quiet moment. Maybe it's uh, on the subway when you're on an outdoor stop or you're waiting for an appointment. Something where you are doing something. You are multitasking. You are on your iPhone. You hit scroll. You see all the emails come in. And someone goes, hey, um, tonight can you get together for this thing? It's a charity event or something. One of your friends. And you go, I better answer that right away. And you write back, no, but thanks for thinking of me. They write back, thanks for getting back to me so quickly. Fuck you again. I'm busy too. I was not sitting there like, what's the emails coming in? I got back to you quickly because it was kismet. It was coincidence. I just happened to be scrolling. I wish I fucking never wrote back. So that I would look as busy. You're the one sending emails at about 
some charity thing. No one does charity. No one has time. You write a check and you shut the fuck up. You're planning an event. Only people with time do that. Only people with time do that. Don't tell me. Thanks for getting back to me so quickly. That's a secret. Fuck you. Oh, they're in bed at night. How was your day, honey? Oh, it was so hectic. You know who got back to me quickly? Jen. Oh, that poor girl. Is she still getting back to people quickly? Yeah. She's divorced, and um, I hear celibate now. I don't know about that. Gets back so quickly. She's reaching out. You know, she's lonely. You don't think she was just scrolling and her email came up? No way that's possible. She's she's got nothing going on. Um, Whereas we're so busy talking about her. Um, I just feel for her, you know. You know, and uh, 
tell me when the world is ending so I can start smoking cigarettes again. It's basically all I think about. When can I smoke? I quit years ago, and you know what? I was wrong. It is cool, and it feels great, and it relieves stress, and it relieves anxiety and depression. I love smoking more than I love people. I love smoking more than I love myself. I love it more than I love my family. I would push my mother in front of a car to grab the last pack of cigarettes. I like smoking so much. I love it more than anything. I will smoke a menthol. I'll smoke a Benson and Hedges Ultralight 100. I'll smoke a Camel filter in the hot sun with a hot coffee. I'll smoke too. I love smoking. I was good at it, and it's great. So when can I smoke is what I want to know. Because if I'm going to live to 80, 90, 100, I can't smoke because I won't. But if you tell me I have two years left, how good do I look in every picture from that? doesn't matter if I gain 10 from celibacy. She looks a little heavy in that picture. She's smoking. Oh my God, you're right. She's amazing. <laughs> so part of me, because I think the world is ending, is like, then fucking cheat on your wife with me. Who cares? Why are you making meaning out of everything? Like, I, like you know what? I, no, no, okay. Uh, I, I meet a lot of taken people. So, um, but I'm just saying, like, if the world is ending... Like, wouldn't you love to know? Just a news report. Like, don't freak out. We don't know how it's going to end, so go about your life. It is ending, so just, like, know that we don't have to have as many moral consequences. Hopefully you guys will choose the fun ones, like sex and smoking, and don't start, you know, keep shooting. We're already shooting each other. So maybe if we knew the world was ending, we'd do the fun stuff. You know, we wouldn't be in so much strife. We'd be like, well, that's kind of a relief. We know when it's ending, so let's just fucking smoke and whatever. Um, my point about that is... As much as I have my own idea about what's so great about the world ending is when I see adults acting like children, it freaks me out. Like, Because as much as I seriously, I'm not joking, if someone said we have one year to live, I would call every guy I have a crush on who's taken and go, I don't give a fuck about your girlfriend or your wife. You're coming over right now. This doesn't mean anything. The world is ending. She'll never fucking know. If there's an afterlife, you'll deal with it there. <laughs> Bring the cigarettes. Let's do this. And out of normal people who are dicks, you might be like, that sounds awful. But to me, what sounds awful is the way that adults are currently acting as though they have no responsibilities. I didn't know what a party bus was until a year ago. And I'm very upset about this. I... And here's what's even scarier. I found out about it in London, and I'm one of those fucking idiots, and I've been there a bunch of times. Woo what? London? What? Or party buses. Why is there wooing? I'm nervous because I don't like wooing. That's what they do on the party bus. What is happening? Why are people wooing? Do you think scientists in labs finding a cure? Like, stop wooing. Love it. There's a scientist back there, like we actually do do that. Okay, so wait, you're really scientists? We're fucked. You're really scientists. It's 9:30 on Wednesday. We're fucking scientists. Oh my god! I told you not to go to the other bar. What's that cell? Who gives a shit? No, you're really scientists? Yeah. What are you scientists of? Development 
that mean? Because I don't know anything. Like, uh, like how the brain works if you're like a kid that's hyper. How you make embryos? Oh, so like almost stem cell? Wait, what is this? This is like, this is like the smartest, dumbest audience. I'm like stem cell, and everyone's like, ooh, I'm a stem cell. Can I get a helix? Oh, my blood cell count. So, can you do? You were doing like stem cell research, kind of thing, or? Or you're helping women have like six kids after they're 50. Okay, good. So you're saying that when you discover something or something goes well, you actually go. Dancing is great. Everyone should dance. It's very spiritual. It's what our, you know, people dance around campfires and shit. Um, I would from another country because if you're American you're really fucking drunk and your tongue is small where are you from? Mexico oh Mexico oh, welcome CC CC welcome you really scared me I just I... well congr- thank you scientists ladies for making the world a better place What's it like to be a woman who walks like that and then went over here? What's that like to be a woman? So here's what's scary about the party bus. The first time I saw it was in London. And as a dumb American, I think everywhere else is smarter than us. And part of me wants that to be true because then I want to leave here someday and go to the smart places. But then you go around the world and you go, everyone's drunk all the time and screaming. That's what the world is, is drunk people screaming with different sounds. It's either like, that's all that's happening. So I I went to London to do some shows and I got there a day early and I was a little jet lagged, but I didn't want to go to bed. So I, I kept myself up by going to see a play by myself. And uh, I was walking to the play, and I was walking through the theater district, and there was, uh, all of a sudden, I just heard this. Ah! And I was like, oh my god, and I looked, and there was a woman on a bus going, ah! Ah! and I thought, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is like how they round up, like, mental health patients on the streets of London, and they take them away, and this is awful, and I hope she's going to be okay. And I was horrified, and she went, yeah! They're cool. They're my age. This is what adults do now. The bus is just like, I don't care. I love it. And they're like, oh. And I was like, I was shocked. And someone next to me, I said, what is happening? He said, that's a party bus. I go, what do they do? Do they party on it? I go, is that where the party stays? He goes, no, then they go to the party. I go, why do they need the... <laughs> Who is like at the end of the day after work? Let me get back on this thing I was just on. I want to dance, but I want to be, I want to have to have a seatbelt on and sitting. And then I want the smell of a bathroom. And then uh, I want to be in traffic while I'm dancing. So I just kind of want to do this. Um, 
He goes, no, they take the party bus on the way to a party. I go, how far is the party? Like four hours? He's like, no, it could be anything, like 10 miles. I go, so we can't be alone with our own thoughts anymore? We can't drive to a party alone and just think, it's been a long time since uh, anyone kissed me. Like, you just can't think. You just can't sit by yourself. You have to come drunk to the party. And I just thought when I was a little kid, the best part about being little was your parents had a party in the house, a very classy one. You just hear ambient noise like, ooh. What are the adults doing? But now kids are at the top of the stairs and nobody's there. Because their parents are down the street just like, ah! like looking like one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Like, what are their kids going to learn to look up to? I looked out the window and saw my mom and dad screaming out to the bus, calling people losers for looking at some culture. And that's when I knew I can't wait to grow up. That seems fun. You didn't tell me she did accents and stuff. This is fun. <laughs> there was something I forgot. It's going to drive me crazy if I don't talk about it and I'm looking. Okay, here's my thing. All right, let's get into the sex stuff because it's the fun stuff. <laughs> And then two months ago, I got gray pubic hair. 
something I saw coming. They don't tell you they're coming in. Like, I've had little gray hairs in my head for 10 years. That's not a big deal. Like, Steve Martin was gray when he was 20, right? And, and people who have wrinkles, you know 20-year-olds who have wrinkles, are like, I smoked too much. I grew up, you know, in the Jersey Shore. I was always in the sun. You know, there's always reasons people have wrinkles. I had a tough life. I smoked. So it doesn't mean you're old because you have wrinkles. It just means you've, you've put that on your face. Pubic hair that's gray. <laughs> a hair on the head that's gray. That's just like, oh, that's weird. There's all different kinds of colors. The rainbow. God's a crazy hairdresser. You know. <laughs> Pubic hair that's gray. That only means one thing. <laughs> Death has begun. <laughs> might not be tomorrow. Might not be in ten years. But it's not not beginning. It's not going back in time. When you turn 40, you realize, oh, it's socially acceptable for me to be dead in 20 years. Go to a cemetery. You see the years, the dates. It's socially acceptable for me to be dead at 60. It might be tragic. Completely acceptable. You don't even have to go, what happened? She fall in front of a bus? No, she's 60. Oh, it's true. She's going to cancer. Now, 20 years ago, when I was 20, looking forward to turning 40 would have been preposterous if I was like, I could be dead in 20 years. Now you're not going to be. What would happen? No, you're right. I could be dead in 20 years. So I'm not saying it's sad or bad or mad or glad. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. So I'm living with that in mind. But I want to stay and feel and look and feel good. So I can't quite do the end of the world thing where I could be dead in 20 years. So let's smoke and I'll fuck everyone. And no, I have to be very careful. Now I'm like, I need to rest and get a B12 shot and a juice cleanse. Um, so it's a weird thing. Now... The pubic hair, back to that. It's not like I have, I know you're picturing it, it's not like some big bush is happening. <laughs> it's even sadder. I've had a Brazilian for 20 years. Not boyfriend, but wax. <laughs> a Brazilian is when you take everything off, even in the buttocks, <laughs> and you leave a strip. Now, I don't do this for porn or because men are the patriarchy or I'm not doing no, no. I'm OCD. I don't like a lot of things touching me. I don't like hair. I just don't like hair places. So that's just always been my thing. If I'm alone on a desert island, all Brazilian wax. Now, here's the thing. So I have my little strip, which is cute. But then the stuff around it grows back in. But you have to let it grow in for at least three weeks before you can wax it off again. So the stuff that's growing back in is like, oh, hello, I'm here. It's like an uh, old uh, butler, like an old lady, like a gray-haired lady serving me tea. Oh, were you not expecting me this early? No, I thought it wasn't, actually. So now the growth is gray. And I tried to pluck it. Oh, it's not even about the pain. It's about the amount. I had to uh, stay in one weekend. There was too much of it. Started with one. Oh, get that out of there. That's weird. Hope I never see that again. It's like you see a cockroach. You're like, that was a one-off. That's not right. Then you're like, oh, I'm fucking infested. Okay, all right. So here's the thing. I can have sex two days of the month. Now, because after the we do the wax, then I recoup for a couple days. Then it starts growing back. Then I do still get my period, thank God, right? So there's a couple days off for me. <laughs> now, I know people are like, men don't care. We're just happy to see vagina. I know you are. Thank you. 
But I cannot be responsible for when you're all happy, like a puppy, like, oh, this is fun. That when, then when you look down there, you go, oh my god, I'm so grateful. Ah! And then you go, I know it's going to happen. I meet so many 20-year-olds who are like, I love older women. They get excited because you can pay the bills and you're confident. And you're not like, call me every 10 minutes. Like, they love you. But then I don't want them to have to just be like, oh my god! Like, I just don't want them to think, like, I put, like, a wig on or something. Like, I don't So that's the only part of 40 that's been confronting. The other part of 40 that's been confronting is, I'm older than Angelina Jolie. What the... That is insane to me. Just on paper, if you go, this is what she's done, this is what you've done. Oh, well, Angelina Jolie must be 94, and Jen must be 12. Like, no, no, she's uh, older than her. Like... She's like, saved the world, had six kids, some natural, some not, kicked heroin, maybe still does it, looks great, doesn't matter, who cares, got married, stole a husband, a good one, they got good, like, everything's great for her, right? And me, I am, I command no respect. Like, I'm glad I look young in a way, because that's good for a Hollywood or whatever, but I don't, what am I going to go on an audition and be a 20-year-old in high school? Like, hey, everybody, like, everyone knows I'm not fucking 20. People think it's good to look young, but it's not. I don't want to look old, like wrinkly, but I'd like to have a maturity to my face that I don't have because I came out of my apartment. That's right, I rent. (laughs) I came out of my apartment, and there were three kids, like 11, smoking pot on my stoop at like 7 in the morning when I was on my way to work. Didn't fucking flinch. (laughs) They're just like that, this. Three of them. I come out the door, I go, hey! Literally, does it, like, I thought maybe they were deaf. They were literally, they're just like, I go, excuse me! I go, are you smoking pot on my front stoop? And they go, yeah. I go, well, don't! And they go, all right, when we're finished, we'll get out of here. When you're finished, it will, can you imagine if Angelina Jolie came to the door? Just like tattoos and like kids everywhere, just like a, a needle in her arm that she forgot from when she was dating Billy Bob. I'll fuck the shit out of you kids if you don't get out of here. I'm just like, could you maybe possibly not smoke pot? I love pot. I mean, my friends have prescriptions. That's medical now. And so sometimes I have a pot, but I have asthma, so I can't. So anyway, um, could you guys get off my stoop? I know I rent, but it's not because I'm broke. It's just because I'm not free spirit. And they're like, what? And, and so like, I can be in no respect. So here's the thing. Yeah, I'm taking the bobby pins off. <laughs> Ever since my divorce, I feel like I command no respect, too. Like, when I was married, the only good thing about it for me, I married the wrong guy, we've been through this before. The only good thing about it for me was that it was socially acceptable to have a ring on. It made people treat me different. Like, I went to get a mammogram uh, a year and a half ago. I happened to be, I, like, forgot I had one that day, and I happened to be driving around running errands, and I was wearing a Clash t-shirt. And then I, uh got a call from the place that was like, you were supposed to be here for your mammogram now. I'm like, oh shit, I totally forgot. They're like, we can still take you if you come right now. I'm like, great. So I come in, not in my normal, normally when I go to a doctor's office, I like to pretend I'm someone else. I dress like Judith Light from Who's the Boss? Like, <laughs> you know, just like, feathered hair. I'm like, oh, 
successful businesswoman here to take care of my breast health. I'm sure everything's fine, but why not be proactive? <laughs> and instead I came in like a little lesbian in my class t-shirt, like, sorry I'm fucking late. Uh. And they're like, you know, has anything changed since your last uh, mammogram? I'm like, no. They're like, well, here's the paperwork. And I look at the address, I go, I look at the boxes, married, single, divorced, and I go, oh, wait, yeah, one thing changed. Uh, I'm divorced. And she goes, okay, um, and she couldn't look at me. Let me get a whole new piece of paper. Let me get a whole new... I go, I just crossed this one out. No, we have to get a whole new thing now. Um, I go, what does it do with my breast health? Anyway, you know what I mean? Like... It's a lump. It's a divorced lump. <laughs> so I fill out the paperwork. She gives me the new one. And the emergency contact used to be my husband. I kind of wanted to keep it on there just in case, just for fun. <laughs> Your wife has cancer. I don't have a wife. Well, someone does. <laughs> My, my manager of my career because she's an assistant and she's by the phone all the time and she lives in LA and my family doesn't and even if they did they'd be like hello she has what oh my god I can't take it it's all about me oh my, god. my mother would drop the phone I had a I had a breast care scare once myself it was just a lump but there was so many hormones I was taking because I have high blood pressure and I know Jennifer is getting chemo right now and I have to sign off on it or she'll die but listen to this story about me so anyway my mother also didn't have cancer but she worried about having cancer and so I feel this runs in our family and I am gonna go get screened now now do the chemo when I get back from my screening but like so I can't put my family right so I put my manager And it's a relationship, like brother, mother, sister, spouse, other. And I'm like, she's an other. They don't have friend. They don't have manager of showbiz, which they should in L.A. It should be a category. (laughs) So I put that, and the woman takes it back and looks that I'm divorced now. And that Kara is now my contact. (laughs) And I'm in a Clash t-shirt with dirty hair. And she goes... Oh, no judgment. I go, <laughs> takes a while. For, I swear to God, this happened. It was a Catholic hospital, weird place that I got my memory. So it was like a Jesus cross behind her. And she's like, it takes a while for some people like, to get divorced. Write down the name. Like, I don't know what you're. I go, that's my manager. She goes, sure. I go, no, no, not my manager that I'm fucking. My manager. This is a friend who's a. This is. I'm not a lesbian. It's fine if I am, but I didn't get divorced because I'm a fucking lesbian. I know I'm in the, the t-shirt. And she goes, this is none of our business. I go, really? Then why do you put the fucking box there? Why is that any, Why is that anything part of the, okay, could the married people come here first? We just want to screen you first because you have someone to live for, so come this way. Divorced, we'll get to you in a week. Why is that anyone's business? Why don't they just put, like, depressed, sometimes suicidal, mostly happy, lays in a bed and bathing suit, with a lotion. Oh, we're going to get to you sooner. You might have that 
anger lump that comes up sometimes. <laughs> when I first got divorced, I was really scared because I lived, I now live in a fortress. I moved uh, to this place uh, in what we call the valley in Los Angeles. I live on the fourth floor of this condominium, and there's a doorman and a gate and all kinds of things to protect me uh, and also to keep me alone uh, in case I uh, choke and die and no one will find me and it'll, it'll take a while. Uh, no, because I had, I had a lump on my neck this year and I was really scared because... Nor- Thank you. The scientists love it. <laughs> Lumpy dumpy dinka donka, that's what we call it at the lab. Oh, you just had a shlinka blonka donka. All you hypochondriacs freak out about the limping lump lumpins. We're here getting shit-faced. And tomorrow we'll tell you there's nothing to worry about. Why is there alcohol in your breath? Don't worry about it. But I had a lump on my neck, which is a weird place to have a lump, because I don't know where my lymph nodes are, but you find a lump on your neck and you go, it must be the lymph node. I'm dying. Here we go. Now, here's the fucked up part. I had such a busy year that I was like, oh, God, please let it be a fucking lump. I don't want to die, but I was like, maybe it's one they can cure, but I'll get like six weeks of rest where I can be like, stop calling me. I'm not going to that fucking meeting. Like, I need to lay down. So uh, I go see um, a doctor about my lump, and I said, I have this lump, and she's taking it very seriously. Like, usually doctors, well, first of all, I went to one doctor that sucked. I walked in, and uh, she didn't even, like, come close to me. She walks in. Literally, with like a mm-hmm kind of attitude. Not a, not a race thing. It was just an attitude thing. Anyone of any color can act like this, right? She walks in, she goes, what's going on? Like, she's over here by the door. And I go, I have a lump right here. She goes, mm-hmm, your cat scratched you. <laughs> she like, okay. I don't have a cat. But nowadays, you have to click fucking divorced, and then you live alone. Why wouldn't I have a cat? <laughs> Says you're divorced, you don't have a cat? Don't bullshit me, honey. Don't bullshit a bullshit. I go, I don't have a cat. She goes, well, that's a cat scratch. But you're not even anywhere near me. How do you know? The cat scratched your neck, it made a lump happen. It happens all the time. I'm like, well, I'm not like those other fucking losers. So uh, she goes, here's some antibiotics, bye. And I'm like, that's not a great answer, right? When someone insists that you have a cat when you don't. Like, sometimes doctors might insist you have a disease don't based on their vast knowledge and they're taking you know some odds but when they assume you have a cat that you don't maybe get a second opinion like so I went back to a doctor the next day and she acted like I was a hypochondriac she's like well didn't you see a doctor yesterday I'm like yes but she told me I had a cat and I don't so I'm not crazy I just like want to talk to someone that when I say I don't have a cat takes that at face value and then we go from there because there's a lump that you can see on my neck, and now I'm wearing a scarf, albeit very fashionable. It is July. Can we just go from, I don't have a cat, and there's a lump? She goes, great. Okay. So she goes, then when I took off the scarf and she saw the lump, she got a little scared. And she goes, oh, we need to do blood work. I go, okay. So we're doing the blood work, and I'm making small talk, or what I call big talk. And I go, uh, I go, what's the blood work for? What are you looking for? Oh, I don't need to get into that. Yeah, you kind of do, actually. Um, well, I don't want to scare you. Well, don't assume what fucking scares me, honey. I'll tell you what scares me. She goes, well, we're looking for cancer. This shows every sign of being uh, lymphoma or whatever. 
because I don't have it, I don't remember the name. I'm like, whatever it is. Um, that's the bottom line of the story is I didn't have it. Turns out a cat did scratch me. I have a phantom cat that every divorced woman does end up getting. But she goes, well, we're looking for lymphoma. She goes, I just don't want to scare you because now you'd be worried for three days if you have cancer. I go, I'll be worried if I don't have cancer. Again, as I said, I'd love to fucking lay down. So don't act like, like I know we all don't get out of here alive. So here's the best way to die. I have cancer. Then what happens? You put me in that nice little hospital and I get drugs and everyone comes and visits except for the part where they scream for the light. Except for that part. There's popsicles and drugs and TV and everyone's sitting there like, you know, why would that scare me? What scares me is I live alone and I take giant pills every day, giant probiotics and vitamins to stay alive and young. And I take them, and if I choke and die, no one's ever going to find me for three days. And if I run to the elevator, by the time I get down to the first floor, no one can do the Heimlich. I found out the security guard that mans the desk 24-7 is studying to be an EMT. So I said, do you mind if I take my vitamins next to your desk every day? He was like, no problem, Jen, I got you. So I just go down. I used to go with people when they were walking the dogs in the morning, socially acceptable to be outside in the morning if you're walking a dog in LA. And I would walk with my vitamins. <laughs> Sorry, I live alone just in case I choke. What are you guys going to have? <laughs> you know the Heimlich, right? Because you have a dog, you care about other living things. Yeah, no, I'm totally selfish, so I don't even, I don't even know how to do it to myself. I know it's something with a chair, but I don't even have a chair. So now I take it at the front desk where the guy's an EMT, and he's like, you know I'm going to get my license soon, and then I won't work here. I'm like, you'll come back. Uh, I will pay you. I'm going to be that old woman. Darling, would you please come? I'm taking my vitamins. I need you to sit here for five minutes while I swallow the big ones. Then you can go about your day, whatever you do. Let me know what's going on out there. Sounds wonderful. Um, if I do die taking a vitamin... Don't fucking bullshit me at my funeral. I don't want to hear any, it was her time. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Unless I die at 104, it is not my time. And I fucking know it. And I will haunt everybody. I don't assume why you're coming to my funeral. Maybe they'll do a memorial here. But don't say that shit. Just know I'm up there screaming, not my time at all. This like, even the worst day when I have road rage screaming out of a sunroof is better, I assume, than death with all the angels on and on and on. <laughs> so, so I take a bare aspirin every day because of the possibility of blood clots. Because, listen to me, I've been on the pill for 20 years. My legs are aching. We can't figure out what it is. I call my doctor. She goes, take the bare aspirin. Take it every day, get off the pill, put you on an IUD, use condoms, and go, I'm not fucking anyone right now. I take that pill for my skin. And if I t go off the pill, my skin will be bad, and then no one will fuck me. Okay, take the bare aspirin, we'll put you on an IUD, come see me in a month. Like, she's my doctor's even fucking listen, just hangs up on me. So I went through this celibacy thing, and here's the thing. Now, after I got divorced, which was four years ago, there's something that happens where you give off a scent that's like, I am horny and available because I feel like what people don't really understand about divorce is it's not a crime. It's not a criminal that sneaks up in the middle of the night and steals everything you've always loved. It's a decaying house that nobody has trick-or-treated at for two fucking years. It's 
not a beautiful mansion that got broken into and you're like, oh, everything was fine and we lost everything. Everything was gone already for a long time. So I didn't have sex for a year while I was married. That thing you do, so you always have someone in your bed. You were doing the thing you're supposed to do in the bed. I did a lot of reading early. And he did a lot of watching movies late at night. And I think we both did that prayer. Please don't come near me. And we have to tell So the minute we separated, that's of course when I first told my friends. So it's news to them, not news to us. So they're like, you fucked someone already? Like, you fucking bet I fucked someone already. Like, I've been waiting for a year, so is he. We're out there fucking everybody, right? But people don't understand that. I had a good three years. I had a good, 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 good. All of everyone's coming over. Now, then I start to get cocky. Because I think that men, because I haven't seen men in eight years. I was with one guy in eight years. I didn't realize they've changed. And that the women's movement has completely fucked me over. <laughs> because I thought when I got divorced, I am just gonna be like a gay guy in a park. I'm gonna fuck everyone. <laughs> I'm a woman, they're a man. If I say let's fuck, they fuck. <laughs> but now men respect us, <laughs> they want to be friends. Isn't that fun? I have so many male friends. Aren't they great? Come on over, we'll have wine till 2 a.m. And then nothing will happen. Oh, this has been a great night. Thanks for not hitting up me at all. I respect you. Please stop. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. There's an epidemic going around. Let me explain to men. We can be friends. Now, I have a lot of male friends. In the comedy world, I mostly hang out with men. So all the comedians are grandfathered into the friendship. So let's put them aside. Now let's just talk about men in real life. <laughs> if you think a woman's cool, oh, we have a lot in common. I'd like to hang out with her one night over wine. And you're married or have a girlfriend. Ask yourself this. Why didn't I marry the person I have anything in fucking common with? Now just say So I have a lot of male friends, new ones, who say, hey, let's go out and have a glass of wine. I'm like, I'm assuming this is a date. Because I've seen television. And I've been on, I've been on Earth. Why would a guy hang out with a woman unless he wants to put his penis in her and he's doing the obligatory wine so he can put his penis in her and thank you for doing the obligatory wine and then you find out that's all that's happening is the wine and there no penis is coming out and then there's just wine and you're like I could have had wine at home by myself and then I even have a fake penis I could have called him up but now we're oh we're talking and getting along oh Okay, this is weird. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll hear you out. What's happened since I've been married? What's gone on? What has changed? So I, you know, I hang out with these guys, and then, uh, but then they don't always reveal they're married right away. Like, like you're supposed to know that they're just like, hey, I'm cool and whatever. So here's the thing with that. You need to do this to women. Hey, I have a girlfriend and or wife, but I think you're cool. And I'd like to talk to you about the following three things. Our love of cardboard boxes, bracelets, and clouds. And we will platonically meet from five to seven for wine, and then I will hook you up with some of my friends, and then I'll go home to my wife. That's what you have to do. Don't be like, hey, oh, it's happening to you too? Okay. Don't be like, hey, let's hang out sometime, because then we're like, okay, let's hang out. We're spending three hours to hang out with you. 
And on wine three, you're like, I gotta go home to my wife. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm raping you. It's happening. Fuck you, your wife. God, I have so much in common with you. What, did you marry someone you have anything in common with? No. What's she doing? She's just home like like a video game that's stuck, just walking into a wall. too interesting and fun. I've got this one at home. I just put her in the corner at night. I lay her down. How was drinks with your friend? Fun. We talked about everything and things that you and I never talk about. That's good. And then she goes to sleep. And then what do you do? Oh, you text me, don't you? Fun text all night. Fun ones. That was fun. Oh, you know what I forgot to tell you? This other thing about cardboard boxes I love. And 
three months later, you're like, oh, sorry, I gained five pounds. No, it's fucking me. It just, you can't do it. Nobody is going to be celibate. We're not masters of, I don't even know what you call spiritual people because I didn't look that far into the fucking meditating. All I know is I closed my eyes ten minutes every morning and went to sleep. Um, but I think there will be a happy ending, and I'll, I'll talk about it another time, or I probably won't talk about it at all. But I, uh, I remembered there was, there was some, there was a, uh, a break in case of emergency, and I said, uh, I, you, you need to fuck me, thanks. And then uh, we'll see what happens. Um, here's the thing, and then we're going to end on this in a sec. So, no, it's really easy. So, my thing though is. I don't like when people say men are intimidated by you. This is my new thing is don't say that anymore. It's it's a it's a compliment in a weird way, but it's accidentally sexist. When I would say to guys, Well, I don't know if any this guy I love me hasn't made a move, he's intimidated by you. And I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's he intimidated by? I don't walk around with a microphone and leather pants screaming in real life. <laughs> you know, in real life I'm a little dove. With the occasional standing on a front seat of a car screaming go fuck yourself in your midlife crisis but usually I'm really nice so the problem is I got moves like I'm, yeah I'm a real good single person like I got fucking moves I'll seduce you I'll take you home right now I could walk off the stage find someone take you home right now now the thing is that doesn't work for a woman to a straight man I got the moves of a straight man for a straight woman and I am not, I know there's a whole world of gender identity and all that, and I am not making fun of it. I am saying on the smallest level, I actually relate. Because I think, technically, I might be a man. <laughs> I, but I know what man I am. Because I really, well, let me give you an example. I'm, I'm walking into a Starbucks. A woman is walking out. She's got these incredible shoes. I can't stop looking at them. Of course, there's a bumbling dude behind her, like, trying to look at her ass while holding his coffee, and men can't do two things at once. (laughs) And she's just walking out, like, having no idea that someone's being a complete asshole in back of her. He can't even hold the door for her, because he's just, so I just, like, (laughs) hold the door. I nod for him to go through, because he doesn't get to watch this fucking transaction I'm about to do. But he hangs back. He walks through the door, but he hangs back and watches what I do. I go, I am so sorry to bother you. I'm not even going to ask you where you got those shoes. Because I'm not going to go get them, because they only look good on you. (laughs) Fuck, are you owning those shoes? (laughs) And she looks at me, and there's this moment, and she's like, And for your ignorance, this is not a lesbian thing. It's a soul of a straight man to a straight woman thing. She literally says to me, What are you doing right now? And I said, I didn't mean for all this to happen. That's when I noticed I had a gift. You know what I mean? It's like Spider-Man when he's just walking down the street like, and then like webs come out and he's like, what the fuck? I wasn't trying to hit on her. So I go, I'm I'm just holding the door. And she goes, no, I mean, um, are you sitting at the outside area of coffee? And I said, no, I I have to run. And she goes, oh, okay. 
She goes, I'll tell you where I got my shoes, though. And I was like, I bet you would. I don't want to know. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dude's just watching like, oh, Brawny guy, super fashionable, that wears eyeliner. <laughs> and all the jocks are like, fucking bag it. And I'm like, I fucked all your girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, they got drunk with you at a party and you groped them a little bit and you took your half flaccid dick and shoved it in there. And it was consensual, but they weren't fucking having a good time at all. <laughs> Then they went to the all-night diner and they saw me sitting there at 5 a.m. contemplative smoking and coffee. Is smoking allowed in the diner? No fucking way. Oh, hi, Stacy. Where were you at Brad's party tonight? You're smarter than those guys. Let me give you a right. We get in my car. It's where you live, it's nice. But your parents want you to grow up to be just like them, lawyer, housewife. <laughs> What's your dream, Stacy? Actress. That you'd be a great actress. You know there's a um, poetry open spoken word thing at the cafe I hang out on Saturday nights. It's in the city, so you'd have to ask your mom for permission or don't even tell her. Pick you up then. That's me. Oh, I'm so good, right? I know that's it. And that's what I would say to all the women. To get them, I would say, I have a feminine quality. I'm not only a feminist as a political stance. Um, I can trust you saying this. Eyeliner, eyeliner, don't forget. <laughs> tailored velvet suit. <laughs> Side faux hawk. <laughs> so I trust you with this. Um, my mom uh, is supposed to have twins. <laughs> and one of them in, in utero. No, no, not before me. That I was one of the other twin. It was a girl. They say I absorbed her. I'm like a man with a feminine energy. You know? Oh, I mean, if you want to have sex, sure, we could keep talking. I think it's time someone made love to you in a way that you deserve. And we can talk after at the diner. But that doesn't work as a straight woman to a man. When I'm like, hey, wanna fuck? They're like, what is wrong with you? Like, men are terrified now. I'm like, hey, you know, we're friends. We should just fuck, right? We can talk about it like it's not a big deal. And they're like, oh, I goodness. Oh, my goodness. What? I have porn now. 
one of these ones. So I'm adrift with my sexuality in a world that doesn't fucking want me. And I know, oh, fuck you. Not you, you fucking ugly nerds. I want hot people. Give me that. I was ugly my whole life. I got weirdly hot the last two years. Let me fuck hot people. Don't come up to me with your plaid shirts and tell me you fuck me.
When I was married, my husband, now don't get sad at this, my husband, I was in the shower, and I just heard the water running, and then I heard a slip and a thud and silence. And I'm going to be fucking honest with you. I gave it a good five counts before I went in there. Don't judge. I wasn't in the mood to see a dead body that morning. I had other plans for myself. You weren't in love. No, it wasn't it. I didn't want to see a dead body. Why were they tied together? I love him so much, I want to find his corpse. That's what marriage is. You want to find my corpse someday? Not really, but you're cool with it if you have to. I guess so. Don't fool yourselves. And that's not romantic. It's fucking weird. Let a stranger find it like everyone else in history that's been cool. And name anyone in history that's cool. Has a stranger found their corpse? Yep, be like that. My husband found me. Oh, boo, great story. <laughs> who's more interesting, fucking Aunt Kathy, whose husband found her? Or Oscar Wilde, who died penniless and broke at a Paris hotel? No, tell me that Kathy story again. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, I just don't want to you know, wake up next to a corpse. So I, I went to see my husband and he was fine in the tub and he goes, I'm fine, I'm just gonna go to the doctor. I went, okay, cool, I'm gonna go to work. And then I got to work and everyone was like, you didn't drive him to the hospital? I'm like, he has his own car. They're like, you're supposed to drive when someone hits their head. I'm like, okay, I'm learning about marriage. I'm just not fucking, it has nothing to do with he wasn't the right one for me. I'm not the right one for anybody. I am a weirdo. So death really freaks me out and, and I've talked about my grandmother that died, I have another grandmother that also died uh, more recently, and I went, flew home for the funeral, which is uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, where she was from, and I've never seen a dead body before. I can't believe that I haven't, but I have never seen one until last year. Uh, my other grandmother that died did not want the casket open because she was a normal fucking person that was like, you don't need to look at my body after I've died. You shouldn't even be looking at it while I'm 98. It's ridiculous looking. It's terrifying, and it shows you, you know. So I go to the funeral... And I'm there, and I'm in the I'm in the I'm at the wake actually the day before the funeral. I'm in the little nursing home area, and the body's in the next room. And my cousin's like, "Go look at Nana. She looks beautiful. Will she come back? What do you mean she looks beautiful? She's gorgeous, Nana." I go, "I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know be here to say sorry, everyone. But I'm gonna go to the funeral tomorrow. But I don't want to look." You don't want to look at Nana? No. She's still dead, right? Yeah, I don't want to look at her. Don't disrespect Nana. Like she's a rapper. Like she's going to be like, don't disrespect me. I sold drugs in Brooklyn. Now I'm fucking up a penthouse there, okay? My cousin's like, she's gorgeous. Go look at it. You won't believe it. I go, I don't. One, she goes, oh, I got it, Hollywood, because I'm the only person that is left where I'm from, and there's 70 of them, I'm not lying, they're all from Lowell, Massachusetts. I'm the only one that's left. And I didn't leave to go to Pennsylvania, I went to the Satan capital of the world, that everybody spends all their money on, by the way, and talks about constantly. But the person who moves there, fuck you, you terrible person. Was Jennifer Aniston like, oh, you can't have it fucking both ways. So I go, she goes, oh, I got it, Holly. 
Hollywood. So suddenly it's a Hollywood thing that I don't like dead bodies. <laughs> oh, I go to Hollywood. You don't want to do anything that inconveniences you. Well, that is true. That's not Hollywood. I'm just a dick. I do not want to be inconvenienced. I already flew here. was not entirely convenient. I won't bore you with it as I am that awake and I'm not that rude. But let's keep it there. I think you should look at it. Basically, she was like, I don't know what you do out there on the West Coast, but here in Massachusetts, when none of us left, what we do for fun is we look at corpses and we compliment them. You think you're better than us? Then fucking go. So I go in there. She's behind me. Look at Nana. 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 She's gorgeous. Finger her. Finger her. Put your tongue in her mouth. Touch your boobs. Touch your boobs. Look at Nana. Touch your butt. She's horrifying. A week ago, she was 300 pounds, made of butter. Now she's 14 pounds. I don't know. They vacuum it out. If God takes it, I'll hold this for you. I don't know what happens. But she just... So much rouge on her face. Like they just took a tub of it from the 70s. Like we don't even have to replace it because they're dead so their skin won't break up. <laughs> her mouth was so shut. I could see the stitches. Yes! That's death! My cousin said to me, isn't she beautiful? It's her most beautiful day since her wedding day. <laughs> Tonight. All right, thank you guys. You have been wonderful.